You're listening to The Savvy Social Podcast, a weekly show that explores social media marketing strategies that help business owners create connection and build community by focusing on manageable tasks that actually make a difference to your business goals. I'm your host, Andrea Jones. Let's get started. Hello, welcome to episode 97 of the Savvy Social Podcast. Our show is brought to you by Traject Social, the world's most complete social media management tool and my tool of choice when it comes to scheduling, managing, and especially reporting on social media. It's actually the primary tool that we use in our agency to schedule, manage, and create reports for our clients. You can try them out for yourself for free by clicking the link in my show notes, or you can just search for Traject Social. Now, today's guest, super smart, Dr. Saksham Sharda specializes in data collection, analysis, filtering, and transferring by means of interactive, cultural, and trending widgets. Basically, he creates fun, interactive experiences digitally, and you may have seen some of his products featured on Product Hunt and Trend Hunter and TechCrunch and all sorts of places. And in this episode, we're talking about his work at Outgrow.co. So we talk about outgrow.co, we talk about some of the best ways to collect data from your social media followers and how to use that data to create an interactive content for your people. Think about quizzes and polls and things like that. Now, before we get into today's episode, I also wanted to remind you that we have our own interactive content. You can find it in our free course. Did you know we had a free course? Just go to onlinedrea.com slash free to sign up. It is our social media success framework, and it's really the foundation for building a profitable community online. So if you're wondering how to use social media to create influence, build a community, grow your business, then this free course is for you. You can find it again by going to onlinedrea.com slash free. And it's kind of like a little teaser, a little taste of what's in the Savvy Social School. All right. So let's dive into this interview with Dr. Saksham Sharda. Hey, Saksham, welcome to the show. Nice to be here, Andrea. I'm so excited to dive into all things social media with you, but I want to start at the beginning with your work with Outgrow. So can you tell me a bit about what you guys do and specifically how it relates to social media? Well, I personally specialize in data collection, analysis, uh, filtering, and also the transfer of data by the means of widgets and applets. And for the users who don't actually know, an applet or a widget is a very simple interface that allows a user online to perform a function, to access a service, or basically that improves user flow in general. So for instance, imagine like a shop assistant, a, a virtual shop assistant on your you know, social media link or on your web page or something. Uh, so I specialize in those. And uh, applets and widgets that I've designed have been featured on Product Hunt, Trend Hunter, TechCrunch, uh, and also European affiliates. So I've done a lot of places. And, I, and what Outgrow basically does is that it enables marketers to create interactive content including applets and widgets like, you know, calculators, quizzes, recommendations, forms, surveys, chatbots, polls, contests, and assessments. So anything that is not static content, anything that is interactive, anything that is a two-way process with the user and the online uh, kind of uh, 
interface, uh, that's what Outgrow does. And these high-converting, personalized, and viral experiences uh, can add real value to the customer. They can enable new levels of lead engagement on social media or on your website or you know, even in emails. And they finally generate helpful data that you can put into your marketing funnel and you can finally use to qualify and segment leads. So that's in short what I do and what Outgrow does. I find that fascinating because we live in such a digital world and there's so much power behind the, the data of it all. Um, so can we talk a little bit first about why the engagement aspect works so well when we're talking about data collection? Because I know, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of different things we could do on social media, but it's kind of like getting that participation from the user seems to be something that works really well. So can you tell us a little bit about why that works well? I think the best example to use in this case is with one company that we have all heard of. And this company actually started as a quiz maker because it was basically relying on engagements. And then it ended up collecting so much data that it now is actually uh, able to expand and do a lot of things. And that company is actually BuzzFeed. And you must know in the uh, 2000s and 2010s, BuzzFeed quizzes were the thing on Facebook. So if you think of social media as Facebook, at least in the 2010s and, you know, uh, and the 2000s, then what does automatically come to your mind as the one company that actually rode that social media wave? It was BuzzFeed. So I think, I think BuzzFeed led the way in showing how much as humans, fundamentally, uh, this is a very human trait, is to... Uh, engage in like quizzes or anything that engages back with you you know people don't like to like endlessly read ebooks or like you know white papers or something you know articles online i mean like people like even the bbc for instance nowadays uh it doesn't write detailed long articles like any news website you go to especially british news websites instead they have very short articles with short paragraphs and then they have a quiz the news of the week quiz or you know uh, stuff like that so i think it basically basically this entire interaction kind of uh, the interactive industry that has been built it comes around a very basic fundamental principle that human beings uh, kind of subscribe to and that is they love to interact they don't like want something to be one way they love something to be two way two ways and applets and widgets and not just quiz of course but chatbot surveys forms recommendations contests polls assessments all of these actually help users to get a personalized value a personalized answer so i think that's the reason I like the personalized effect because I think that's the counterbalance to being so digital and so tech focused in the world that we live today is that we don't want to feel like a number. We don't want to feel like people don't get us and don't understand our needs. And when it comes to companies using things like the quizzes, the polls, um, any of that interactive elements, I do see there's a huge power in um, doing that as a user. So from the marketer's perspective, um, what, how can we start integrating this into our social media marketing, things like the widgets and the apps? How, does, how can we like add that into our current marketing efforts? I think what people have to realize is, especially for, for like small businesses and medium businesses, that this is something that big companies and enterprises have been doing since the beginning. Like when you go, for instance, like when Nike or like, you know, L'Oreal, or any of these companies uh, post certain apps on Facebook or on their website, or they launch advertisements where you know they pick a particular shoe for you. So in the case of Nike, uh, they launch an advertisement saying, oh, uh, answer these following questions, you know, six or seven questions, and then we will recommend. 
uh, which kind of uh, sports sneakers you should get. So running shoe. That's like, so they ask you questions like, you know, how, how much distance do you run every day? Uh, how many times a week are you running? Uh, are you doing short sprints? Are you doing long jumps? So, you know, it asks. So I think, I think another way of looking at it is like Nike is the expert in all this data. They know what kind of shoe you want. You don't know what kind of shoe you want. Or at least you know partially what kind of shoe you want. And you ask, if you answer some questions, like having a shop assistant, if you answer these questions, they're going to recommend you something that totally fits your needs. And imagine running an advertisement on a widget or an applet like this, putting it on social media. If you're on social media, uh, if you're on your Instagram feed, if you're on your Facebook feed, uh, if you're on your Instagram stories feed, because that's actually more popular now. So uh, if there's a small advertisement while you're skimming through your stories, that says, that says you know, oh, uh, this is, uh, help, uh, we're going to help you find the perfect shoe for you in less than a minute. Just take this quiz, just take this recommendation. And then it provides you the value. So what I want to say is like, A, companies have been doing this on social media for enterprises. Big enterprises have been doing this for ages. And B, if you're a small or medium-sized business, you can do this using our tool that is Outgrow because it's just a drag and drop tool. Uh, most of these pre-mades already exist. They already exist as templates. And you, as a small business owner, you have expertise in what you are selling. So you can be more creative, go on that drag and drop builder tool make something more uh, that is really of value. And you know what? You, you'll be able to make so many things because of your own creativity that they might actually be much better than Nike's own app or L'Oreal's own app or, you know, any enterprise app. Because in a lot of time in enterprises, people have to, you know, take permission from so many departments to get something made. By the time they make an app, it takes like, you know, half a year. But an outgrow as a small or medium business, you can just go out there, make something over the weekend, launch it on Monday, run it till Friday, make something new once again over the weekend. You know, this way you keep your customers A, engaged with new content and B, you're providing them a personalized value, like you said. Oh, I love that. And I love how easy you guys have made it. So let's talk a little bit about the benefits for those smaller businesses because uh, frankly, a lot of our listeners are in that space or they're um, you know, social media managers working for these businesses. Um, so what is some of the data on the other end of these widgets and applets? What is some of that data and how can we use that to inform what we do going forward as a social media marketer or a small business? Uh, so, so let's say you run, let me just pick an example. Let's see. Uh, let's say you run, uh, uh, let's just say you, let's use a Nike example again. Let's just say, uh, you run a business selling shoes and, uh, you are suggesting a particular shoe that people should buy. Uh, and so you are asking five or six questions about their week. Uh, you know, how, when are they running? What kind of run sprints they do? And once you have all that data, you can A, analyze it in your outgrow build an analytics section and you can segment it. You can filter it based by how people answered each question, what option they picked, uh, what, uh, you know, what devices they used to access the data from, were, you using, were they using a phone, were they using a desktop, what kind of browser they use. You know, all this basic neutral data, it's not you know, any privacy invasion, uh, it's consensual data that's collected. And once you know all of this data, you can put it back into your marketing funnel. So even if someone didn't actually buy the shoe at the end of the quiz, even if they didn't buy your product or service at the end of the quiz, they have been entered into your funnel. So say three days later, you send them a personalized email, which again, you can trigger from your outgrow dashboard uh, that uh, you know, ha- already has the name, etc. So it's a very personalized email that says, we, give, we, we are ready to give you 30% discount if you buy by this date 
or something like that. So you know what they want because you know how they've answered the questions. You know what else they might want if they've actually bought the shoe, but they might actually want, you know, I don't know, uh, running uh, a running shirt or something. Uh, so stuff like that. So, you know, you have all this data and you can constantly remarket that. And it's not an invasion of privacy because at any moment, uh, people can say, oh, I don't want to share my data. Or B, they can always unsubscribe from any emails that you are sharing. So it's like a basic consensual uh, marketing uh, flywheel, as HubSpot likes to put it. And and I want to like, I kept using the shoe example because I was trying to think of some other example. And the other example that I've seen a lot of people use is, I think you must have seen on Instagram as well, it happens a lot, is uh, what kind of fitness uh, workout is best for you. Uh, this is like a lot of gym influencers on Instagram because you would see influencers using these interactive widgets and that's all the time. So there's like influencers who are like, what kind of fitness regime is best for you? It asks you like, you know, 10 questions and then they give you a personalized online fitness plan that you can subscribe to. So, you know, it can be any kind of physical product, but it's, it can also be any kind of service. So both of these things are possible uh, to do. Yeah. Oh, I like that you gave us both the product and the service example, because that was going to be my next question was about <laughs> uh, service-based businesses or even uh, digital products, which I think mm-hmm. there's so much power in that, especially the remarketing angle. Um, well, I mean, what do you think about some of the, the privacy issues lately? I know a lot of people are kind of railing against Facebook and Facebook ads. Um, and you guys said you have this ability to unsubscribe. Um, but how does that transparency work on the, the front end of that? Like before someone um, starts taking the quiz or anything like that, is there anything we can do to help our users feel more comfortable and confident participating in these things? Mm-hmm. You can always have a checkbox saying that I, at the beginning of the quiz or the widget, you can have a checkbox saying that I do not want any data to be shared at all. I'm going to take this quiz, uh, you know, uh, completely privately, I don't want any data to be shared, in which case none of the data would be shared uh, with the particular company at all. So so that's fine. So I think it's also like valuable for people because you know what, uh, some people want to buy stuff and they really don't want to like enter any marketing flywheel or marketing funnel, or they just don't want their data to be shared. And that's completely okay. And that's completely understandable. I think I think data sharing, at least like when it comes to these apps and widgets, is a kind of service that that allows one to give them a better product. But if they actually do not want that, I think that's completely their right, and we completely respect that. And and our grow is GDPR compliant, compliant as well, and all of that. So so I think it's it's from the data standpoint, there's really no issue because we are very very careful about whose data we take and uh, how we process it. And you know, it's not even with us as our grow. It uh, the data that is collected is going to be with the company that is using Outgrow for their clients. So it's the data is going to be with that company. So it's we never actually see the data anyway. So yeah, that's the uh, deal with the data. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point though that you guys don't see it as well. I know mm-hmm. um, from my experience, it's quite a sticky topic right now. It's a hot topic. <laughs> a lot of people talking mm-hmm. about um, privacy and data and all of that good stuff. Um, okay, so I have a question here about social media marketing. What's one thing that you think is true and that most people think is BS when it comes to social media? Hmm. What do I think is true that most people think is BS? Hmm. I think, I think, well, I think <laughs> that's, that's actually hard. I'll tell you what most people think is BS, but what I think is true. Uh, uh, most people, I think a lot of people actually say that you have to constantly keep churning out content so that, you know, it enters the search engines and everything. And, you know, then you are searched for and all that stuff. 
in my opinion, I, I genuinely feel that if you produce at least, you know, per week, once a week, or, you know, once every fortnight, if you produce an article or a widget or an applet or something of real value, I would rather you spend all your research for two weeks producing something of real value than actually trying to post something every day or, you know, once a week. I, I've personally been like, uh, I think there's a lot of social noise because of social media. Everyone just wants to be noticed and that makes it very hard to be noticed. And I think, I think what people are really now looking for is something that has real value online because there's just too much stuff out there. And personally, I actually do not follow any of like business accounts on, on Facebook. And I think, at, I think sometime last year, Facebook restricted the number of business posts that you actually see on your newsfeed. So I think Twitter is the one where you can actually still see some business newsfeed. But in general, business accounts, I think, have been restricted from uh, uh, putting out, uh, you know, I mean, they can put out stuff, but unless someone is specifically followed to see their posts, I don't think they're going to see that. So, so to me, the online clutter of everyone being like, oh, we need a social media manager, we need to do something is too much. So I think if you can, at your whatever business you are, try to convince your manager to say that uh, key thing is to do a lot of research and produce something of real value once every two weeks or, you know, even once a month. I would recommend that. I think that is that that should be a strategy everyone should be looking at. Yeah. Oh, I kind of like it. I know it kind of goes against the grain a bit, but um, mm. definitely the the quality of what you're producing is going to become more and more important as time goes on and resources become scarce and our attention is a resource. And we mm. spend a lot of time online and on social media. And if we can spend that time on quality work, yeah, I think, I think that'd be good. Um, okay, great. So I know that you guys have a really cool... Um, kind of example of your work here by helping people understand how much they should spend on paid advertising. So can you tell us a little bit about that? So it's a simple widget. You guys can see it on the link that Andrea will share. Uh, in the case of the widget, you can see uh, it says most companies overspend or underspend when it comes to paid advertising. Find out your optimal monthly ad budget. Now, we put the lead generation at the beginning of this uh, particular widget, but what you can also do is put it with the results if you don't want to collect people's uh, leads or something, or you can just like not have a lead generation at all. But since this widget is actually providing you with a specific value, it's like having a shop assistant or a consultant at your service who's actually going to give you a specific value, it's always recommended that you provide this value uh, for some value in return, and in which case is just having someone's email if they want to see the result. That's how BuzzFeed was doing it at the beginning as well. If you guys would remember, when you'd take a BuzzFeed quiz, just before seeing the result, BuzzFeed would, BuzzFeed would ask you, oh, enter your email to see the results. So, you know, stuff like that. Or, you know, share it on Facebook, see the result, or stuff like that. So uh, it asks you, see, four basic questions. It's really easy to, like, make this on AdGrow. It's also available as a template. Uh, so this we designed for a B2B company. So obviously a marketing company that is actually marketing to other marketing companies and helping them out with their social advertising, etc. Uh, so it asks some simple questions like, what is your customer lifetime value? What is your target return of investment from paid advertising? What is your sales conversion rate? How many leads on your sales? You know, uh, can your sales team comfortably handle in a month? And based on that, it, it shows you a couple of uh, figures, including cost per lead, cost per acquisition, and how much you should ideally be spending uh, on uh, every month on uh, paid advertising. On you know, in this case, we're mostly talking about Facebook, but we have other kinds of uh, widgets that you can use for you know Instagram, which is also managed through Facebook, but you know LinkedIn or Twitter. 
Uh, also, what is key here is if you'd see in the top right corner, there's a little uh, button says, that says view charts. And in the view charts option, you'll be able to see all these numbers that are presented to you in a textual manner. You're going to be able to see them in a graphic manner. And this is very important because all of you guys would like be aware of how important infographics and you know uh, graphical data has become in this age, this information age we are living in. As, as, as Andrea and I were saying, there's so much clutter online. So what is going to catch the user's eye is uh, kind of infographically presented data that sinks better into their, uh, into their brains. So, so I think uh, always whenever you are, you, you're going to be designing a widget like this, always try to make sure that you have some sort of infographic data. This is only a graph chart that you'd see in this one, but you can also see a pie chart. You can also make a pie chart or like a, uh, any five other kinds of charts that are totally available for you guys to customize from. Oh, I think that's so cool. So definitely check that out. I'm putting the link in the show notes now. You guys can click on that and see what it's all about. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been a fantastic interview. Thank you for having me on here, Andrea. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Savvy Social Podcast. For links and additional resources, visit our website, SavvySocialPodcast.com. And before you go, I want to invite you to access our free course. Yes, 100% free. It's the best way to jumpstart your social media strategy this year. You can find it at OnlineDrea.com slash free. That's all for this week. Bye for now.